Missouri Sports, presented by Hook and Real Apparel. Who says you can't fish in style? Tell them to bring me my money. What is up, guys? We are back at it again. Episode 35, I believe, of Back Row Sports. I'm your host, Wes Medeiros, doing the solo act, pulling at Justin Timberlake, going solo. Guys, we'll see where it goes from here. I want to thank everybody that's been a part of the podcast so far. I want to thank Richard and Justin for coming on, being being co-hosts. Love you guys. But guys, it's time to it's time to roll out. We've got some huge stuff to cover today. The Power Five is back. Week one of the NFL is over and done with. We got the finals closing in. We've got the finals closing in in basketball and in NHL. So guys, let's get it rolling. Week one of the NFL was fun. So much fun, guys. Love being a part of not being a part of it. Obviously, I wish I was, but loved watching it. Had some fun. Guys, the biggest story, though, from week one, in my opinion, was Tom Brady's debut down in Tampa Bay. We all thought Tampa Bay was going to come out and just start from, start swinging with the additions of Tom Brady, the additions of Leonard Fournette, Rob Gronkowski. We thought this team was about to be unstoppable. But, guys, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm going to catch rap for it. Oh, well. Tom Brady is a system quarterback. Look what Cam Newton did the other day. Or, sorry, not the other day. But look what Cam Newton did Sunday in New, in New England. He broke the record for most rushing yards by a New England quarterback. And I think he, had, he broke the record at 64. 64 yards rushing. Broke the record for most rushing yards by a New England quarterback. But going back to Tom Brady. Guys, Tom Brady is a system quarterback. His lives weren't too bad. 23 of 36, 239 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. But, guys, if you watched that game, he looked lost. I understand the NFL didn't have a preseason. They weren't able to learn the offense as much. He wasn't able to get his feet wet with the new additions to the team, a new offensive coordinator. A new, this is the first time he's having to learn a playbook in, like, 18 years, I believe. Something like that. He's having to learn a new playbook. But, guys... It's crazy. I'm going to say it once. I'm going to say it again. Tom Brady is a system quarterback. But it's cr- he threw, like I said, threw two picks. This is his third consecutive game with a pick six. Obviously dating back to last season. This is the first time since 2013 a quarterback has done that. The other two were in 2013 with Matt Schaub and Blaine Gabbert, who I'm pretty sure neither one of them are in the NFL, and if they are, neither one of them have a starting position. But moving on from that, the Cincinnati Bengals had a chance to tie a game, to tie the game against the Chargers with time expiring. Joe Burrow led that team on a fantastic two-minute drive. Phenomenal. Led the team downfield. Kicker with a chance to, to tie it. Shanks it. Shanks the mess on up. They're on the right hash mark. The kicker didn't even try and pull the ball. It just went straight. So, obviously, this kicker was drafted from Alabama. I know I got some Alabama fans on here and in the group. So, guys, come at me all you want. Everyone knows how Alabama kicking is. I'm pretty sure this kicker came from Alabama. But if you watch that game, if you watch the highlights, you watch the replay, watch the kicker. Watch the kicker very closely. Not saying he faked an injury, but just watch. He kicks it. And realizes, oh crap, I missed this game time field goal. 
and proceeds to grab his right calf, which was his kicking leg. And we wonder why. Did he really injure himself by kicking, or did he just straight up just just whiff and had to find an excuse? But I did hear a rumor today, don't know how true it is, that Cincinnati has already signed a new kicker. So, we'll see. Joe Burrow's face by the end of that was hilarious. So, if you see... Sorry. If you're in the group, I'm going to add I'm going to add the video to the group. It's a great video. Watch to the end. Watch your burrow. Watch the kicker. But guys, moving on. NFL was so much fun week one. But moving on to the NBA. The NBA has narrowed down to its well, I wouldn't say final four, but it's almost there. The Eastern Conference final is set and is actually going on as I record this. This episode. Right now it's in overtime. There's a minute 30 left in overtime. Miami's up 113 to 112. Guys, this game is going to go seven. Both these teams are hungry. Both these teams want to win. Neither want to want to lose. This game's going seven. I have Boston prevailing in seven and facing the Lakers in the finals. We don't know who the Lakers are facing in the Western Conference Finals yet. Game seven, I believe, is tomorrow. So by the time you're listening to this, either... It's the day of the Western Conference Game 7, or is, we already know who's playing in the finals. But, guys, I have the Clippers prevailing, playing the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals, and I have the Lakers prevailing in that and heading to the finals against Boston. That is another series I see going 7. That series will go 7. As like I said, Boston is a young, hungry team. They are good. That game, that series is the finals is going seven, and I have the Lakers prevailing in seven. As much as I hate to see it, I'd love for Jay Smooth, Jason Tatum to get a ring, but he'll he'll get his time. But I, the Lakers is too good this year. I see them taking taking the crown this year, and LeBron getting himself another ring. But speaking of playoffs, the MLB is on its home stretch. The MLB is almost done. I think we have less than 16 games remaining, if I'm not mistaken. Could be completely wrong, but I don't know. But, guys, the races are close. The The races are super close. You have Tampa Bay ahead of the ALEs by three and a half points against – or not points, I'm sorry. Games ahead of Toronto. You have the White Sox that are two games ahead of the Twins in the AL Central. The only one that's not close is Oakland with a six-and-a-half game – lead on the Astros. So obviously when you can't cheat Houston, you can't hit. So moving on down to the National League. You got the Braves with a two and a half game lead on the surprising over five hundred Marlins. You have the Central being led by the Cubs, four games ahead of the Cardinals. Hopefully the Cubs can keep up, keep their hot streak right now. And then you have the Dodgers ahead of the Padres by a game and a half. The Padres are probably the most exciting team in baseball. Fernando Tatis doing his thing out there. San Francisco is probably the most fun, exciting team to watch. Glad they're doing what they're doing. Hope they can you know at least get a wild card spot because we all know the West is ran through L.A. So, big news coming out of the MLB. The MLB came out today and said that they are going to do 
a playoff bubble for their playoffs. The NL will go to a host city and the AL will go to a host city. These host cities have not been released yet. They have. I haven't seen them. So that's exciting news. And plus, they also came out and said the World Series could possibly have fans in the stands, but they will not be selling beer. So, I mean, I'll gladly pay $8 for a beer right now at a baseball stadium. But anyways, fans are coming back to sports, guys. It's a great time. Great time, great time. Like I mentioned earlier, the Power 5 football is back. College football is back. We got some big, big names in the college football world playing. We got some big names not playing. Trevor Lawrence came out and said this will be his last year at Clemson as he is going to declare for the NFL draft, which isn't a shock to anybody when you are the potential number one pick. You, you got to do what you got to do. So no no one is shocked at all by by that news. But week one, you didn't see many upsets. Everyone pretty much was, you know, did what they were supposed to do. The only upset that happened, well, week two, but week one for Power Conference is Louisiana beating number 23, Iowa State. That came as a shock because a lot of people picked – Iowa State to go on runs. They picked them to win the Big 12. I've picked them to, you know, be in the Big 12 championship game a couple years. But for them to come out and lose week week two of the college football season, week one of the Power Power 5 series, it's, it's crazy. And then you scroll down, you have Army beating UL Monroe 37-7. Army is plus 30 on the season, guys. Think about that. Yeah, there's only been two seasons, or not two seasons, I'm sorry, two weeks. But Army is plus 30, which means they have beaten teams, their two opponents, by 30 points. Scrolling down, you have Notre Dame, who played their first ACC conference game this week against Duke. Love Duke basketball. Y'all, if you listen, you know, love Duke basketball. Didn't want Notre Dame to win this game. I picked them to win. Didn't want them to because I want them to have a reality check. I want them to realize, oh, shit, maybe we can't do this. But they ended up winning 27-13. to 13. You know, mark that down. I had 1-0 on the week so far. All right, my, my three games I've picked. Then you go down you have Clemson playing Wake Forest. That was college game day's game of the week. We all knew that game wasn't going to be close. Clemson prevails. Trevor Lawrence did his thing. Travis Etienne did his thing. Clemson prevails 37-13. to But my one loss on the week out of my three games was a shock. I wouldn't call it a an upset, but it was a shock. Mike Norvell's debut as head coach for Florida State was ruined by the rambling wreck up in Atlanta. Georgia Tech beats Florida State 16-13. to if I'm not mistaken, Georgia Tech had through two interceptions, I believe. Like, how do you how do you throw two interceptions and still or sorry. Yeah, two interceptions, I think like four blocked field goals, if I'm not mistaken. Anyways, a bunch of turnovers. Shouldn't have happened, but they they still ended up beating Florida State. But guys, week two is gonna be fun. Week two is gonna be exciting. So hyped. That just means we're another week closer to SEC football. And, guys, the first big game on the slate, the noon game for me, a big game, 
As you all know, if you all listened to the podcast before, we have had Mike Garrett Jr., Tulsa defensive back, on the podcast before. Great guy. Made some Tulsa fans out of us. Good guy to talk to. Glad to have him on. But I don't see Tulsa beating number 11 Oklahoma State this week. Oklahoma State is a 22-and-a-half point favorite. I see them covering, and I see them winning outright. So, <clears throat> Chuba Hubbard is too good for that defense. Chuba Hubbard could possibly win the Heisman this year. I have Oklahoma winning, and I have them covering. I also have... um. Another, sorry, not another, but College Game Day's Game of the Week, Louisville versus Miami. Going to be a great game. Louisville is two and two and a half point favors. I have Louisville covering, and I have them winning that game outright. Obviously, I have them winning outright. But, yeah, no, I have them covering the two and a half. And another ranked game, there's two ranked games this week. If it ends up playing, I can't remember if, Mountain West canceled their season or not. But BYU, number 21, is facing number 22, Army. I have Army winning that game. Like I mentioned earlier, Army is plus 30 on the season, guys. Mark Army down. I have them winning if they end up playing this week. But my upset of the week, Georgia Tech's coming off that high. Coming off that high against Florida State. I have Georgia Tech upsetting the 2018 national champions, UCF Golden Knights, as they travel to Atlanta. Guys, UCF is a seven-and-a-half point favorite. I don't have them covering. I don't have them winning. I have Georgia Tech upsetting by a field goal, Central Florida. So, guys, those are my lock, my picks of the week. Most of them, they're all outright. You know, I mentioned being cover, covering, but most of those are outright. All of them are outright, honestly. So, guys, take it to the bank. Do what you want. But, guys, next week starts the SEC season. And, guys, I am too freaking hyped. So, moving on. Fantasy football, so much fun. Our group is a lot of fun. I want to thank everybody that's a part of the group. I asked people in the group what they wanted to hear, and we've had a couple mentions about your recaps of the fantasy football game. So, guys, here we go. My team beat the Central City Flashers 112.72 to 89.26. Christian McCaffrey was my leading scorer with 28.4 points, and the leading scorer for the Central City Flashers was Ezekiel Elliott with 27.7. Guys, that goes in week one, 1-0. Central City Flashers 0-1. Sorry about that. Moving on to our second game of the week, we have Team Anonymous with 96.76 versus Halftime with Holly, who ended up winning 137 to 137.24 to 96.76. The leading scorer for Halftime with Holly was Calvin Ridley, the Georgia receiver, with 33.9 points. And the leading scorer for Team Anonymous was Garopp- Jimmy Garoppolo, the Niners quarterback, with 19.26 points. That game was a blowout. Going on to our third game of the week, the Bears DBs with 139.68 beat Team Nason 128.02. 
the leading scorer for the Bears was Adam Thielen, 31.0 points. And our leading scorer for Team Nason was Julio Jones, the Atlanta receiver, with 94, no, God, not 94, Jesus Christ, 24.7 points. The Bears, 1-0 on the season. Last game of the week, sorry, next to last game of the week, Falcon Dogs broke with 112.2, beats Boston for me with 102.54. Leading scorer for the Falcon, Falcon Dogs was Lamar Jackson, quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens, 27.5 points. And the leading scorer for Boston for me was Patrick Mahomes, quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs with 20.44 points. And our last game of the evening of week one was AJ's legs with 174.66 beating Smith Station Ramrods, one who had 129.12. The leading scorer for AJ's legs was Josh Jacobs, the running back for the Las Vegas Raiders, with 35.9 and the le- points. And the leading scorer for the Smith Station Ramrods was DeAndre Hopkins, Atlanta or not Atlanta? I wish we had him. Arizona wide receiver with 29.1 points. Guys, thank y'all for joining the league. We're having a lot of fun. Top three, like I've mentioned before, get some prizes from Hook and Reel. First place gets to come out to the podcast. Last place gets to come out to the podcast and explain why you suck so bad. So, guys, keep up the good work. Have some fun. Good luck to your teams this season. But, guys, before I before I sign off, before I go, I just want to thank each and every one of y'all for helping out and for helping us grow, man. It's been a lot of fun. Never thought I'd do a podcast, but for those of y'all that really know me, y'all know how much I love sports and how much I love talking. But thank y'all. Thank y'all for helping this grow. Help y'all for helping the group grow. Guys, we are over 200 followers. Keep it going. Keep inviting people. Let's get this thing going. Let's blow it up. Let's see where we can go. And guys, if you are not yet following us on Instagram, go follow us. You get good content. It, I'm not going to say it's the same content, but you get some good content on both. So guys, if you're not yet following us on Instagram, go follow us at Sports. If you're not following us on Twitter... Follow us on Twitter, at Back Row Sports, once again. So, guys, thank you all again for helping us grow. If you have not, scroll down to the bottom, wherever you're listening to your podcast, leave a five-star review, leave a comment, let me know what y'all want to hear. I want to interact with y'all. Hope to hear back from y'all. And, guys, I love y'all. Hope to hear from y'all. Later.